coming this November. From the network that brings you the pub trivia experience, boozy bracketology, and frenemy trivia, a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free, Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off to try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. No two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. Lauren, what nerdy upright two-wheeler was first unveiled to the public in 2001 on Good Morning America? That would be the segue. That's correct. Paul, at sea level, which temperature Celsius does pure water freeze? Um, zero. That's correct. Brandon, Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake all appeared on what Disney Channel series? Uh, The Mickey Mouse Club. That's correct. Michael, a unicorn, a ram, and a triceratops have how many horns altogether? Six. That's correct. Lauren, what biopic screenplay was translated into Braille as at its subject's request? Um, uh, did it, The Miracle Worker? Uh, Ray. Oh. Paul, which billionaire entrepreneur is the CEO and founder of the space flight company Blue Origin? Um, I need an answer. Uh, Musk. Uh, sorry, it's Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Brandon, what actor or actress would you find in the following movies? Hook, What Dreams May Come, and Bicentennial Man. Robin Williams. That's correct. Michael, a mere 4.2 light years away, what aptly named star is our sun's closest stellar neighbor? Alpha Centauri. Sorry, it's Proxima Centauri. Lauren, Ursus Arctos Horribilis is the scientific name for what kind of bear? Um, I know it's not polar bear, but I'm going to say polar bear. Sorry, it's grizzly bear. Paul, which two siblings were featured in a 2001 episode of The Simpsons called Tennis the Menace? Uh, Venus and Serena Williams. That's correct. Brandon, made famous in the movie Dracula, Transylvania is a region of what real country? Romania. That's correct. Michael, a hand gripping the Holy Grail is depicted on pints of what Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor? Fish food. Uh, Vermonti python. Lauren, what kind of whale stalked and sank the Essex, the ship featured in the film In the Heart of the Sea? I don't know. A beluga whale. <laughs> Sorry, it's a sperm whale. Paul, which FX show takes place in a California town called Charming, which isn't a fairy tale setting for the bikers who live there? Uh, Sons of Anarchy? That's correct. Brandon, what happy gas is used at the dentist in Impro Modified Dragsters? Nitrous oxide. That's correct. Michael, which cabinet post did Aaron Burr hold when he killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel? Secretary of the Treasury? Sorry, Vice President of the United States. And that brings us to our Revenge of the Frenemies round. We've asked your runners-up to provide a question for you. You will have a little more time to work these out, and they will be worth 200 points. And thank you to all of our revenge writers. So, Lauren, your question comes to you from John. Damon Albarn, frontman for Britpop band Blur, is also a founding member of Gorillaz. Name the four primary animated members of Gorillaz, and we'll accept the first names. Oh, my God. You know, I knew him as Britpop. Um, 
I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. One of them is a monkey. Uh, uh, I have no idea. Okay. It's uh, 2D on vocals, Murdoch Nichols on bass, Noodle on guitar, and Russell Hobbs on percussion. Paul, yours comes from Luke. Connecting the cities of Hamilton and Milford, giggity, U.S. Route 206, also known as the Disabled Veterans Highway, links which two U.S. states? Can I have those cities again? Hamilton and Milford, giggity. That was in parentheses. Uh, yeah, Luke knows I know Jack all about geography. Um, I will say Massachusetts and Connecticut. I'm sorry, the answer is New Jersey and Pennsylvania. God damn you, Luke. <laughs> uh, Brandon, yours comes to you from Melissa. In Bluey, what is the puppet unicorn's catchphrase? Huh. We can do it. I have no idea. Uh, sorry, it's and. Why should I care? And Michael, yours comes to you from Chris from Christian Hernandez. Name the man who served along with Gaius Julius Caesar and Aeneas Pompeius Pompey Magnus in the first Roman triumvirate. This man was said to be the richest man in Rome, but met his end at the hands of the Parthians and had molten gold poured down his throat in mockery of his thirst for wealth. Oh, well played. Uh, Caligula. Uh, sorry, that's Marcus Licinium Crassus. And at the end of the hot seat round, Lauren has 100, Paul has 300, Brandon has 400, and Michael has 100. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Brittany Shaw, and tonight we have the third match of the of our tournament of Frenemies. If these names and voices sound familiar, it's because these lovely folks have been crowned best frenemy for their week and have agreed to come back for another round of our silly games. Uh, joining me to run this inaugural tournament is my co-host and best frenemy, Tim, who is the hot cocoa to my marshmallow. Tim, how are you doing? And what you drinking? Brittany, I am, it's, it's been a week uh, and it's only Tuesday, but it's been, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited to get into episode three. Um, I am drinking a beer that I think this particular one was actually introduced to me 
by one of our guests. Um, I've had a lot from Voodoo Ranger in the the Force line, but the Fruit Force IPA I've never tried before, and I can't remember if it was on our episode that she was on or my episode of her show that she was on, but Lauren introduced me to this, so... Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I think I like it. <laughs> you, you, you do. We'll see. Yeah, you like it, Tim. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's let's uh let's get into this. Oh yeah, I agree. So let's jump into meeting today's players. You heard them in the hot seat, but first we want to welcome back from Jacksonville, Florida, Lauren Robinson. Lauren, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, and I am drinking, uh, it's a, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon from a box. It is from the aisle in the store called premium box wine. And I'll tell you what, it works. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm drinking. And, um, you know, uh, who would I consider my frenemy? That's, I'm, you know what? I'm taking a, what would weird Al do approach at this Mm -hmm. and, I'm trying not to blend the two anymore. You're either my friend or my enemy, and that's just going to be it. Okay. Well, the Weird Al approach is both appropriate and encouraged. So Yes. um, But it's great to have you back on. Uh, Thank you. We are going to move slightly up the country into a newer location for the next uh, contestant, and that would be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we joined Paul McLaughlin. Paul, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Evening, folks. Uh, I am Paul. I am doing quite well. Thank you very much. Uh, I am, well, as for what I'm drinking, uh, I just got back from dinner a short time ago where I had a couple of beers. So I decided "Mm, I'm not going to continue that through the recording because that could just get ugly. So I am drinking a fresh Pepsi Zero, and which is my go-to all day, every day. Anyway, uh, who is my frenemy at the moment? It is the Primanti brothers, because that is the restaurant that I just went to. They are wonderful. And I really need to listen to that voice in the back of my head that says, you don't need to get the big boy sandwich, just get the regular. (laughs) The big boy is going to come back to bite you. And it's doing so right now. It's like a lump in my gut, but I still love them. Well, uh, Sandwiches are awesome. So, I mean, you can eat big sandwiches. You can eat little sandwiches. Just sandwiches are great. So, um, and speaking of sandwiches, let's move to something that has nothing to do with sandwiches uh, and move to Plainfield, Illinois, where we joined Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? I am doing okay. Um, my voice might sound a little deeper. I'm fighting off a cold since we went mm-hmm. from 90s to 50s in the matter of a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I'm actually, I am drinking a hollow wine. It's a sweet apple wine that was given to me as a bribe from one of my D&D players. Um, <laughs> it didn't work. They still lost. But it's doing, it's, I'm going to taste it. So. Oh, nice. And it's very good. I probably should have tasted it before I denied her bribe. <laughs> and as w- far as frenemy, as of right now, it's going to have to be Alyssa because she knows what she did. 
Well, that's totally fair. Um, and shout out to Alyssa, who is presumably playing trivia right now uh, <laughs> over at the Critical Grind. Uh, but it is great to have you back. And last but certainly not least, in seat four, we welcome back Michael Turner from Conway, South Carolina. Michael, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Uh, Tim, Tim said it all. It has been a week already, and it is only Tuesday. Uh, work has been hectic since uh, we have a no overtime rule, so we have to like fill in for each other's spots and nickel and diamond us to dental business <laughs> TV right now. But uh, so yeah, I am drinking uh, my go-to diet Mountain Dew because I just had uh, dinner about 10 minutes before we started this recording. Uh, and yeah, my frenemy is without a doubt the unsober one, Mike Mott. Uh, <laughs> if anyone heard our music uh, episode over on the other channel, uh, I, I beat him in the regular rounds and he beat me in the wagers. And we have a rematch uh, that has not aired yet. And I will say some some shenanigans occurred <laughs> in that one. So um, without a without a doubt, he he seems to have my number. But uh, I'll get him. I'll get you, Mott. I'll get you one day. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, for that episode, you can check out two or three episodes ago on the Frenemy feed as we cross. We uh, played the first episode on our feed on a week where Tim and I were both down for the count with illness. Um, but you can also hear both Michael from this episode and Lauren from this episode in the mini music tournament. So it sounds like we have a budding trivia frenemy ship. <laughs> I mean, I think so, uh, but. As far as what I am drinking and what's going on in my life, I agree it's been a week. It is Tuesday and I had yesterday off and I already feel like I've been working a week. So <laughs> um, I am drinking a uh, from Off Color Brewing in Chicago, a pumpkin beer for cafes. I like their can art a lot because it's uh, black and white, which is very fun. I had their Dino S'mores once and I liked it a lot. So this is their pumpkin beer for cafes, which I'm looking forward to trying. That sounded like a nitro can. A little bit, but it doesn't taste like a nitro. That's very good. It's it's just an ale with pumpkin puree and tea and spices. So feels very apropos for fall. But I am actually going to throw it over to Tim to run this round because we're going to sh- continue shaking it up a little bit in this tournament where we're trading off hosting. So Tim, take it away. Well, thank you, Brittany. Uh, As she said, we are going to dive into our first round here, but let's find out our team names. The team of Lauren and Michael are going to start with 1200 points. Uh, What, what team name did you guys decide on for yourselves? Go ahead, Mrs. Robinson. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, We went with addicted to spuds, on account of the weird owl of it all, and also potatoes. Indeed. Potatoes are good, and so is weird owl. And starting with a little bit of an advantage, but that doesn't mean uh, that they're going to win. Paul and Brandon are teaming up. What did you guys decide on for your team name? Uh, Because of our geographic locations, we went with Divided by Ohio, which is only partially accurate since there's an Indiana in there as well, but, but nobody talks about Indiana, so it's okay. 
All right. So as I said, divided by Ohio, we'll start with 1700 while addicted to spud starts with 1200 and we jump into our first section of questions. Those categories are what's in a name, which is a language question, laughter, tears, hopes, and fears, which is a science question. And wow, what a Dumas, which is a film question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Tim, I have both team sets of wagers. All right. Well, let's jump in with our first question in the category of what's in a name, a language question. American gossip columnist Walter Winchell coined what oxymoronic portmanteau to describe how Americans should view Russia in 1953. Separately, author Jessica Mitford claimed that one of her sisters coined the term to describe a rather, quote, dull little girl who lived near them. Her sister and this person played together constantly, all the time disliking each other heartily. That's a question. Do you want to lock in with that? I I am good to do so, yeah. Okay, we're going to lock in. Divided by Ohio is locked in, addicted to spuds. You could talk this out. Okay, I see Mike is trying to top, type type back to me, um, but I I had like I had a moment with the <laughs> second half of that novel of a question, and I said to myself, "Could it be frenemy? That's a portmanteau for people that dislike each other but hang out together constantly. And would that be how maybe we were feeling about Russia when we were just kind of pre-engaged in the space race, not quite in the Cold War just yet? Hmm." Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so I think it might be frenemy because how meta would that be? And I said the wine is speaking to Lauren, so let her run with it. Hence, frenemy. All right. Team addicted to spuds locked in with frenemy. What did you guys wager on yourselves and your opponents here? Uh, we wagered 200 upon ourselves. And uh, we wagered a pox upon all their houses, uh, no, uh, 300 for them, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. That's what I have. Divided by Ohio, what was your thought process and what were your wagers? So we also had the same thought. That was the only thing that could pop into my head was also frenemy. And we wagered 100 on us and 200 on them. Well, the category is what's in a name. In fact, it's our name. This oxymoronic portmanteau is frenemy. Uh, So congratulations to both teams for getting it right. But Brittany, what happened here? Well, uh, the fun of frenemy, speaking of that word, and this entire podcast, is that sometimes both teams can get it right. And depending on how they wager, both teams can lose points. And that (laughs) is what happened here. Both teams are losing 100 points on this question. Cool. Okay. At least, at least, both teams lost an even amount getting it right. So you know the 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 gap of the score didn't change. Just the scores themselves. Our second yeah. question in the first section is in the category of laughter, tears, hopes, and fears in science. Hugh Everett III was a physicist who, in his PhD thesis proposed the relative state formulation, which is now known as what, as it was named by Bryce DeWitt. We are going to lock in, so we don't have to talk. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to back up this chat then. Um... Uh, Addicted to spuds is locked in, divided by Ohio. Go ahead and talk it out. Okay, the 
only thing that's really coming to mind that uh, as any sort of possibility for your for me would be quantum mechanics now uh brandon that the the, uh, the title the laughter tears hopes fears does that mean anything to you that's you know there's usually some in through this uh i don't know if that means anything have you ever happened to see a quantum leap i have not no damn me either. And I'm just wondering, like, is, <laughs> is that in the intro somewhere? You know, those, those four words, cause that would really help lock things in for me, but I, I have nothing better than quantum mechanics. Now, laughter, tears, hopes, and fears sounds like just my normal day going through work, but like the only thing, <laughs> just, just like the relative state formulation, the only thing I could think of was like someone's perception, but your answer sounds way smarter. So I'll trust you. All right. The, the the laughter, tears, hopes, fears, that just calls to me like something that would be in a TV theme sh- theme song or something, but I don't, I'm not pulling that part of it. So, okay, we're going to lock in with quantum mechanics. Tim, you're muted. I hit the button. Rookie. All right. Divided by Ohio locks in with quantum mechanics. Addicted to spuds, what did you lock in with and what were your wagers? Um... Will. So he really didn't know. Um, but then you had that laughter, fears, hopes, tears, whatever kind of thing. And um, I was thinking to myself, well, that's got to be something pop culture right? And so there's like relative state formulation. And so, again, I don't marvel, but I was like relative states. There's a multiverse there, right? There's a thing I don't know. Maybe that could be it. I'm not sure. So um, and and Michael was like, I don't science. I don't know. And so uh, we we locked in with multiverse because we don't know. And our wait, wait, were our wagers? We wagered a hundred for us on this one. Yes, because I don't science, and we gave them two hundred. Two hundred. All right, and uh, divided by Ohio, what did you wager here? Uh, we wagered two hundred on ourselves and three hundred on them. Well, that's a poop. We're gonna be poop poop piling on this, I think. <laughs> okay, so I did have to make a little bit of a judgment call here. Um, the answer that we're looking for is related to quantum mechanics but quantum mechanics ultimately is is not the correct answer um it it takes place as part of quantum mechanics um multiverse theory is what what we're looking for is a branch of multiverse theory so we're going to go ahead and accept that what we're actually looking for here is the many worlds interpretation um and the, uh, the clue there, it's a world of laughter, a world of tears, it's a world of hopes, and a world of fears. Uh, it's a small world after all. Uh, well, by the way you tease that as you were going to give us the points and not them, <laughs> I have a new frenemy. <laughs> Favoritism. That's the general rule is that by the end of, this, uh, uh, by the end of every episode, Brittany and I are your frenemies, so... <laughs> Uh, we are going to give credit there to Addicted to Spuds. Um, this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but you should have seen Lauren's face. <laughs> I, I wish we had Lauren's face there because the just ever-present glee that was just going up her face as more and more. Of and, and, and it's still there. It's still, yeah. I mean, get your camera out. Take a snap. <laughs> of- <laughs> But yes, the, the many worlds interpretation is one of a number of multiverse hypotheses. Um, it is 
a position about how mathematics is used in quantum mechanics, but unfortunately, like quantum mechanics isn't accurate enough. Words. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so in Brittany, agreement. Those are words. What happened to our scores there? Uh, well, what happened to our scores there, Tim, is that we had a lead change Boom. as um, Addicted to Spuds picked up 300 points on that question and Divided by Ohio lost 500. Mm. So we go into this final question with a score of 1,400 to 1,100. And the final, Addicted to Spuds. And the final question in that in this section is in the category of, wow, what a Dumas, which is a film question. In Slumdog Millionaire, what is the correct answer to Jamal's final grand prize question? It remains unclear if the answer was made of chocolate, nougat, or unrelatedly, cotton candy. All right. Well, we're going to lock in. All right. Divided by Ohio is locked in. Addicted to spuds. Go ahead and talk it out. Okay. Uh, so... I think we 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 were just landing on it anyway. So Michael, you can go you can go ahead and talk because you were getting there. Okay. Um, so from from the title uh, of the category, I when we were making our wagers, I, I told Lauren, "Listen, oh, this is going to be a Three Musketeers question, or it's going to be a Man in the Iron Mask question," because I, I forgot about Count of Monte Cristo. But so as, as soon as you've heard the clue with the chocolate and nougat, which are two of my favorite ingredients uh, that also happen to compromise or comprise, not compromise. Uh, they comprise a three musketeers bar. So figured that's what we were looking for. And then uh, Mrs. Robinson told me that she uh, did a thesis on <laughs> uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Well, just game shows in general. So I've seen the movie. <laughs> okay. Yes, she is. She, so she was also uh, familiar with this question. Uh, and so uh, I believe Dev Patel's character is, looking for the name of the third musketeer, which would be not Athos, not Porthos, but Aramis. All right. Addicted to Spuds locked in with Aramis. What did you wager on this one? Uh, we gave ourselves 300 and we gave them. All right. Divided by Ohio. What did you lock in with and what did you wager? Yeah. Well, we went with not Athos, not Porthos, not Aramis, but D'Artagnan. And we gave ourselves 300 and them 100. Okay. Uh, so one team locking in with Aramis, one team locking in with uh, D'Artagnan. Uh, the final question in Slumdog Millionaire is, what is the name of the third musketeer? Uh, which means one team is getting this correct. The answer is Aramis. Aramis is the third musketeer. Uh, so that credit will go to addicted to spuds. Uh, and Brittany, what did the, uh, what happened to the scores? Yeah. Um, I believe D'Artagnan is the fourth musketeer. Mm, so, um, but what happened there was addicted to spuds picked up 400 points on that question and divided by Ohio lost 400 so that means that we are going to enter our second set of questions with a score of 1,800 to 700 in favor of Addicted to Spuds, but both teams will hear all three categories. Okay. Uh, and as a point of note, uh, 
cotton candy is, or Aramis is a brand of cotton candy in Japan, oh. according to my co-host here. So yeah, that's where that a, came in. It's unrelatedly, it's a brand name for uh, bags of cotton candy in Asian markets. So gotcha. clearly. That was more for our listeners who might come in and be like, why chocolate and nougat? And where it is <laughs> right. like, and you just didn't mention the cotton candy at all. So <laughs> just, <laughs> you never well, know. Well, the original Three Musketeers candy bars did have three flavors inside. One was white, one was brown, and one was pink. So we had vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry inside a Three Musketeers bar initially. So, you know, yep. um, there were That's three beautiful. things there. Yes. Now I yep. want one of those bars. I know. It sounds better than what we have. They're inf- How dare infer- you. inferior to Milky Way. How dare you? Okay. My heart. So we headed to section two, and our categories here are Thanks Canada in music, Thanks Canada in sports, and Thanks Canada in mathematics. <laughs> Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Tim, I have both team sets of wagers. Okay, let's head to section two. Our first question is in Thanks Canada in music. What Canadian singer and songwriter burst onto the scene with a viral song in 2012 and performed the theme for the Netflix spinoff Fuller House? It feels a bit like she phoned in her album titles, the last four of which are Dedicated, Dedicated Side B, The Loneliest Time, and The Loveliest Time. We're locked in. We sure oh. are. To be oh. locked in before you finish the question. <laughs> Addicted to Spuds is locked in. Divided by Ohio. Go ahead and talk out your thoughts. Uh, it's Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> All right. And what did you wager? <laughs> Brandon's like, do I get, to, do I get a thought? Listen, in trivia, when it comes to the music portion, I literally pass off the paper and take a nap. So, <laughs> and in trivia during the music portion, I take the paper. <laughs> All right. So what did you wager on that? Uh, we put 300 on us and 100 on them. Okay, addicted to spuds. What did you lock in with, and what did you wager? Uh, we both had literally written the answer before you finished writing the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's Carly Rae Jepsen, and uh, for uh, we we played around the music trivia with uh, Mr. McLaughlin when we were in down in Jacksonville. So uh, we know he's pretty dang good at music. <laughs> so yeah, we bet three hundred on ourselves, and we bet one hundred on them. Okay. How much has changed in the scoring? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll find out here in a second. Um, But this is Carly Rae Jepsen, who has phoned it in on her album titles since Call Me Maybe. This is what happens when I write puns. (laughs) First of all. I was actually really proud of you for those puns. (laughs) It was good, yes. Carly Rae Jepsen is a gosh darn genius. Okay, she is smarter than anybody gives her credit for. Her pop sensibility is unparalleled and she's cute as a button. So anybody has any crap to say about Carly Rae Jepsen, they can come talk to me because I will punch them in the face. Oh, I I have nothing against Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't listen to her. I just thought that I needed to clue in the phoning in because she literally named her albums Dedicated dedicated side b and then she took the loneliest time and changed one letter to make the loveliest time (laughs) work harder not smarter tim or work smarter not harder tim (laughs) 
Strike that flip. My question is, if the thing I have to say about Carly Rae Jepsen is she's really good, am I still getting punched in the face? No, no. no. Okay, okay. Only people who have shit to say about Carly Rae Jepsen. Some might say you really, really, really like her. I do. I do. Okay, well, Brittany, what happened to our scores there? Well, Tim, you just read that, and this is crazy. But both teams gained 200 points, so we enter the next question with a score of 2,900 in favor of Addicted to Spuds. You, so you call had me that, maybe. You had that segue written last I, night I, when you saw the question. I did not have you? the segue written because I didn't know where I was putting this yet. But I did have it prepped and ready to go as soon as both teams locked in their answers really fast. Okay. Well, question two is in Thanks Canada, a sports question. The record for a team to record their first no-hitter is held by what franchise? Bill Stoneman threw a no-hitter for this team on April 7th, 1969, just seven games into the team's inaugural season. And I do want to shout out my buddy Mike McGinnis for the inspiration for this question. You okay with that, Brandon? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, we can lock that in. I'm as good in sports as I am with music, and Brittany knows my feelings on sports questions. Divided by Ohio is locked in. Uh, addicted to spuds, go ahead and talk it out. Okay. Mike had a very good point. He was like, is it a Canadian team or is it a Canadian pitcher? Like, that could be the trap. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, um, Sidebar, Roosevelt has a really cool It's a Trap shirt, and my husband has the shirt and the shorts that match, and he wears them together, and it's a delight. Um, Anyway. uh, Your husband is a delight. He is, though. Like, anyhow. Anyway. Shout out to Russ, who's a delight. Um, We are not. uh, So, 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 got me thinking. Right, because then, Mike, you were like, well, the Canadian teams are the the Expos or the Blue Jays, right? I, I can't think of any other. Canadian baseball teams. Um, And so I'm leaning Expos and I will tell you why. Because the Expos, it's a stupid name. (laughs) (laughs) Love the reasoning. Okay, but but the Expos, it had to be be some kind of an exposition kind kind of deal, right? So then I'm thinking like, was there a world's fair in montreal in the 60s right was the team named after like a world exposition in montreal in the 60s and if their inaugural season was 1969 i'm like maybe because the blue jays feel like they're older than that right so i i i have no better reasoning and i if, if you want to go with the expos i will absolutely uh tag along with that for the simple reason that they are now the Washington Nationals. And as a Braves fan, I hate everything about the Nationals. So, um, yeah, Expos is fine with me. Word. Expos. Locked. All right. Team addicted to spuds. Locked in with Expos. Divided by Ohio, what did you say and what did you wager? Lauren, I really, really, really hate your reasoning for that. For just for not having an idea and figuring your way into it yeah it's the montreal expos we uh we gave us 100 and wait a minute no 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 we gave us 200 them 200 right 
Okay. And uh, Addicted to Spuds, what did you wager? We also gave us 200 and them 200. So how did the scores change? Uh, So I can't find any um, indication that they were called the Montreal Expos. Uh, Oh, Expo 67 was Mm -hmm. a thing. So, uh, yes, this is the Montreal Expos. And just as a peek inside the chats for the team, Paul, this uh, no hitter was against the Phillies. Oh, okay. All right. It, it took place in Philadelphia against the Phillies. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but Montreal Expos is the team we were looking for here. So both teams pick it up. And Brittany, not a whole lot of movement. Uh, no, Tim. I know we have a math question coming up, but this math is pretty easy. Uh, both teams push their points, so we enter question three with a score of 2,000 to 900, still in Addicted to Spud's favor. And I missed my my pre-question shot call there. I really thought the answer to this one was going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. One, that you were going to throw something directly at me. And two, because everybody in this town hates Matt Canada right now, <laughs> the uh-huh. offensive coordinator for the Steelers. While that is fair, uh, you forget two things. Brittany doesn't write sports and Tim hates the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's, it, it would be about how bad the Steelers are right now. <laughs> fair. Uh, but you know, the answer is never the Pittsburgh Steelers until it is. Uh, <laughs> not, as, not as bad as the new England Patriots, the Denver Broncos or my Carolina Panthers or the New York giants. Mm. Uh, but we had to th- Thanks, Canada, which is a mathematics question, our final in the section. Often seen as the mathematical equivalent of the Nobel Prize, what award is given to two, three, or four mathematicians under the age of 40 as selected at the International Congress of the International Mathematical Union? It is named for the founder, a Canadian mathematician who did his most fruitful research on algebraic functions. We can lock in. Okay. Uh, divided by Ohio is locked in addicted to spuds. Go ahead and talk out your thoughts. Okay. Um, I've been seeing some Yes. Yes, Michael, you are absolutely correct. The fruitful absolutely has to be a clue. Doesn't it? Doesn't it, Michael? <laughs> fruitful must be a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm being a complete jerk right now because I totally know the answer to this question. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm like, uh, I come from, I'm, a, I'm not a math person, but I come from a line of math people. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's the fields metal. So fruit would might grow in a field. Well, f- vegetables grow in a field. Fruit would grow in an orchard. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's close. Something's growing there. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the fields metal. Well, there was strawberries forever there, so that's true. Strawberries grow in fields, yeah. so there we go. Yes, go for it! Hooray! Fields medal. Okay, uh, addicted to spuds locks in with the fields medal divided by Ohio. What did you say? Well, it's only from seeing Goodwill Hunting a couple of times, but yeah, that that was made fields medal in Instaget. Okay, and what did you guys wager on this one? We wagered 100 points on us and 300 on them, because I didn't know all these questions would be written. For Lauren, 
<laughs> Addicted to spuds. What did you wager here? Oh, we wagered 100 for us and 300 for them. Okay. Uh, as Brittany said, uh, fields was, or fruitful was totally a clue leading to fields. <laughs> she swears it. Uh, and, it was not, not at just all. a way to say the research was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it was totally totally a clue, totally intentional. Um, but Onus, no, this is happy this accident. is the Fields Medal. Uh, both teams getting this one correct. But did they want to? Well, I mean, yes, in the sense that it's always good to get questions correct. Um, but see, in front of me, when you both when both teams get all the questions in a section correct, that means there's like no movement in the points. So we actually will hear all three categories for section three, but still with a score of 1800 for addicted to spuds and 700 for divided by Ohio. We head to section three where our categories are the X, Y, Z affair in business up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Be a start in history. And the Enlightenment of Jesus Christ, an art question. Did you say Enlightenment or Enlightenment? There's a what in there. I said Enlightenment. The Enlightenment. Okay. That's correct. Tim, both teams are set. (laughs) And one of them seems to be having so much more fun. (laughs) Well, the the bag's almost empty. That's right. Okay, our first question is in the category of the XYZ affair, a business question. Yoshido Kogyo Kabushiki is the largest manufacturer of what product, having taken that title from the from Talon Incorporated. While the Yoshido Kogyo Kabushiki company is probably not a name that you are familiar with, chances are that you or someone you know has operated their product in the last 24 hours. We're locked in. I didn't understand half those words, but we're locked in. Divided by Ohio is locked in. Addicted to spuds. Go ahead and talk it out. Oh, Mike, that's it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that's it. That's why I wrote the answer. (laughs) Right on. Okay, you talk about it. That's it. Um, I'm going to zip my lip. (laughs) Yeah, this, um, I feel like this was either a BP BP trivia question. Shout out to Bill Patchak or like learn. It wasn't learnedly because I'm not really, but it's it's one of those like online trivia formats. I've seen this in the past couple weeks or so, but uh, yeah, the the question writer, whether it be Tim or Brittany, was ever so clever in uh, labeling this the X Y Z affair, as in examine your zippers. Okay, addicted spuds locks it with zipper uh, divided by Ohio. What did you say here? Yeah, that, that was a pretty fly answer that they had there. Uh, we also <laughs> said zippers. <laughs> and what did you wager? A hundred, a hundred on them, a hundred on us. Yeah, one and one. And uh, addicted to spuds, what did you wager here? Double deuces, two on us, two on them. Okay, uh, so I don't know where uh, you might have seen this recently. Turner, I got the inspiration for this question from a podcast that I listened to called Everything Everywhere Daily, where he did a whole episode about zippers. And I went, I'm going to write a question about that. Uh, This is zippers. It's what the YKK on your zipper stands for is the Yoshido Kogyo Kabushiki. That was was Uh the question. 
So. And, uh, and yeah, the XYZ affair was entirely examined your zipper. Good job. And Brittany wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> and I added but, the words or someone, you know, because who wears jeans anymore? Really? I haven't used a zipper at all today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but has your husband? No. At all? Not today. Mm. We both wore gym clothes all day on account of I working from, from home, home and then going to the gym. <laughs> I did shortly before the podcast started. Mm -hmm. Spending some time with your zipper. (laughs) Well, I decided I was making this record. I decided I was making this recording a no pants affair. So (laughs) I make life a no pants affair. (laughs) I'm not home. I can't do that. We got like one whole naked person on this show, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's me. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing my long johns. It's cold outside today. <laughs> Take this whole ass leg up. <laughs> Brittany, let's zip this question up and uh, get a score check. Boo. Um, yeah, so both teams pushed their points there, so no movement. We go into the next question, 1,800 to 700, still in Addicted to Spud's favor. Okay. Our question is in the category of up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start, which is a history question. The diversion memo is the nickname given to a memorandum from Oliver North, officially titled Release of American Hostages in Beirut, and was a key piece of evidence in what scandal? Yeah. Yeah. We're locking that in. Uh, ah, yes, yes. Divided by Ohio is locked in. <gasps> this is beautiful. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike knows that too. We knew that. We both knew that. I was starting to type and then I, I hit an enter a button before a word came out of me, but he'd already typed the thing. It's the Iran Contra. Right? Uh, for the record, anyone that needs to use the Contra code sucks <laughs> at video games. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what did you guys wager on this one? Three and three. (laughs) Divided by Ohio. What was your uh, thought process and what were your wagers? Yeah. uh, I mean, (laughs) just off of that, when you first gave the, the, uh, the title, I was like, well, that's the Contra code. This is going to be Iran Contra. (laughs) (laughs) And we did two for us, three for them. I've okay. been useless this entire round. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens to everybody. I'm pretty sure in your game, you made everybody else feel useless, right? Well, yeah, but they're used to that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, we started to talk that I realized that, yes, Contra, Contra Code. I knew this was the Contra Code and didn't connect that this is Iran-Contra, even though I wrote the damn question. Uh, this was the <laughs> Iran-Contra affair. Brittany, what do our scores look like after that? Well, Tim, there was a little bit of movement there for the uh, Iran-Contra affair. Uh, both teams got it correct. Addicted to Spuds pushed their points, so they'll keep their 1,800. But Divided by Ohio lost 100 points, meaning that they go into the final question of the section with 600 points. And our final question is in the Enlightenment of Jesus Christ, which is an art question. While no concrete proof can be found, one popular theory claims that Cesar Borgia was the inspiration for the whitewashed likeness of Jesus Christ as depicted in Renaissance art. 
potentially due to his suspected romantic involvements with several notable artists of the time. Whether that's true or not, Borgia can nonetheless be linked as a patron or otherwise to three of the four artists for whom a group of subterranean adolescent quasi-reptilian samurai is named. Which of the Ninja Turtle namesakes was Borgia not linked to? All right, we're going to go ahead and lock in. That was Divided by Ohio locking in Addicted to Spuds. Go ahead and talk this one out. Well, we started with, well, that's a one in four shot, isn't it, there? But upon upon further rumination of the issue, uh, I don't, I think Donatello was earlier than the others. um, Simply because I remember going into like art history classes in college had being familiar, like, like knowing like Raphael, Michelangelo and Leonardo stuff, you know, but Donatello, I was like, who is, who is this guy other than the, you know, the purple turtle with the stick. Right. So if I had to guess, I'd say Donatello, but it is, it is very, 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 very much a guess, mostly because he's the one I know the least. I, I had a similar thought about my art history classes, except I saw art history on the syllabus and I said, fuck you. Nope. So yeah, Donatello works. Addicted to Spuds locks in with Donatello divided by Ohio. What did you say here? And what did you wager? Y'all couldn't just let me have like one. Could you? No, no, you had to, (laughs) you had to get there. Uh, I also went with Donatello because there actually is a comedian that does an entire joke about how Donatello was not around for the Renaissance and should not have been named one of the turtles. It should have been Titian, but you can't get boys to have a character whose name starts with tit. So I also went with Donatello and we wagered 300 on us and 200 on them. Okay. And, uh, Addicted to Spuds, what were your wagers here? We wagered 100 for us and 100 for them. Okay. Um, I do like looking at the chats that you both arrived at the same answer for the exact opposite reason. One <laughs> of you said Donatello was pre-Renaissance and the other said Donatello was after the Renaissance. <laughs> uh, but it is Donatello, whether he was pre, post, during, who knows. Was he uh, pre or he post? I think he was uh, pre. I, I he, think he was already dead. He by the time actually the is listed among Renaissance figures. All four of them are. I always thought Donatello was earlier as well because he died in 1426. But the 1466. span of uh, fine 1466. Um, but the span of the Renaissance is such that he's still included, even though he doesn't necessarily feel like the same time period as everyone else. So I think he was He's more early he was, Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. Da Vinci was 14 when Donatello died. So uh, he was definitely earlier than Da Vinci. He really was a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Brittany, what happened to our wagers there? Uh, well, Tim, before I go into that, I just wanted to mention that, yeah, no, there's like this whole theory that, uh, the Jesus that Michelangelo painted on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel looks remarkably like Cesar Borgia, who also looks like the white Jesus found in Renaissance art. And so there's a theory that it's really not possible to prove one way or another right now that he was uh, romantically involved with several of the Renaissance artists of the day, just not Donatello, probably because Donatello's day was a little bit earlier. Um, 
But what happened to the scores is a great question because uh, Lauren and Michael, addicted to spuds, pushed their points, whereas Divided by Ohio picked up 100 points. So that means we enter the next round still at 1,800 to 700 in favor of addicted to spuds, but still anyone's game. Is it though? Oh, it is. It is. Well, um, we really, really just just need you two to miss a damn question. <laughs> just, just like one, just like one, just throw one question. <laughs> we head to section four, where our categories are shower thoughts in the category of people, home of the next James or Claire, which is an internet culture question, and Elwood's Edwards was not credited. A film question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Tim, for the final time tonight, I have both team sets of wagers. Okay, well, let's dive in. Our first question is in the category of shower thoughts, a people question. What Danish theologian, social critic, and philosopher was one of the earliest proponents of existentialism? He favored metaphor and irony and had a distaste for authors that literary critics could interpret too easily. <laughs> My mom only likes cheese Danish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're good, we're locked in. Yeah, we're locked in. Cool. Okay, Addicted to Spuds is locked in. Divided by Ohio, go ahead and talk this one out. Well, there is one person that I can identify with some bit of accuracy as a Danish theologian, and that is Kierkegaard. So I, if you have anything else to go on, Brandon. Oh, I have nothing. I said in the beginning I'd be useless at this point, so uh, we're, we're all we're going to go with you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just rereading the question real quick. Uh, yeah, uh, Kierkegaard, sure. Okay, divided by Ohio, locks in with Kierkegaard. Addicted to spuds, what did you lock in with and what were your wagers? I'm going to quote my chat with Michael Turner. I said, Kierkegaard, thanks, Frasier. Um, because those who know me know I love Frasier. And so, so yeah, we, we locked in with Kierkegaard and uh, we were 200 for us and 100 for them. Both teams lock in with Kierkegaard. Uh, 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 divided by Ohio, what did you wager here? We wagered 200 on us and 300 on them. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just cut to it. It's a good thing I didn't try to ask you to spell it, but this <laughs> is Soren oh, Kierkegaard. Uh, both teams getting credit on this one. And Brittany, what happened to the wagers there? Addicted to Spuds picked up 100 points there, and Divided by Ohio lost 100 points there. So we enter question two with a score of 1,900. We head to question two in the final section in the category of home of the next James or Claire, an internet culture question. A nonprofit open source repository for fan fiction, AO3 became one of the most popular destinations for writers and readers of fan fiction and other fan works, praising the site for its rating and, t- and tags, making it easier to use. What is AO3 short for? And it's not a stormtrooper. <laughs> hey uh, We are going to lock in. All right. Team Divided by Ohio is locked in. Team Addicted to Spuds, go ahead and talk this one out. A blurg. 
Hey, Abba Dubu. Um, so AO3, right? It's going to be A and then three words to start with O. So um, I know that a bunch of Harry Potter stuff uh, was on AO3 or um, Archive of Our Own, which is where you would assume that people writing fan fiction would have their own archives of things on the <laughs> internet to do it that way. <laughs> I really only know because of Twitter. Uh, it's called X now, madam. Oh, apologies. Not, not on this podcast. It's not. <laughs> apologies. You still um, go to twitter.com to get there. So It's true. Yeah, And I said that I never heard of this shit, so I'm going to go with whatever Lauren says. I like that philosophy on life. Okay, uh, so you're locking in with? Archive of our own. And what were your wagers? We wagered 100 for ourselves and 200 for the opposing team. Divided by Ohio, what did you say and what were your wagers? I, I'm still trying to figure out if Lauren knew that going in or just, well, let me just A-O-O-O and add some letters. To, or add, oh. Yes, add some Add some words to those, you know, let, let me backronym this. Is is that what happened? Because she is right. It is archive of our own. Damn you. <laughs> For a half second, I thought, hey, maybe we can make up a little ground here. That was Q2, right? Uh, 100 and 100. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I was always more of a... F- uh, a fan of fanfiction.net, but this will AO3 is archive of our own. Uh, so both teams are picking this one up. And Brittany, what does that do for our scores heading into the final question? Well, Tim, what happened there is that Divided by Ohio pushed their points where um, Addicted to Spuds lost 100 points. So we enter the final question with a score of 1800 to 600. But no one's out of the running yet. Okay. Our final question is in the category of Elwood Edwards was not credited. A film question. A 1937 play titled The Perfumery by Miklos Laszlo was adapted into The Shop Around the Corner in 1940 and served as the inspiration for what 1998 film that features John Stapleton, Steve Zahn, Greg Kinnear, and Parker Posey, among others. Reluctant. Word. Uh, addicted to spuds is locked in divided by Ohio. Talk your thoughts out here. Um, well, this was a, an accurate shot call. Uh, I, I knew that, uh, Elwood Edwards was the gentleman whose voice said, you've got mail. So that is what we went with. And Brandon, what did you guys wager here? Uh, we wagered 300 on us, 200 on them. Okay. And Addicted to Spuds, what did you lock in with and what were your wagers? Michael, it was all you. Uh, yeah. He, you know, this was a, a roundabout way. As soon as he said the shop around the corner, uh, things you should know about me is my favorite uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks movie is not Sleepless in Seattle. And it's certainly not Joe versus the fucking volcano. It's you got mail. <laughs> Uh, the one of the cutest movies of the late nineties, and you forgot to mention that it stars uh, a very young Dave Chappelle. Yeah, so you we got we, we didn't forget. <laughs> we we didn't forget. 
So we wagered 300 on ourselves. Okay. Um, so everybody getting this one correct. And Paul with his second blind shot call of the game, making him two for three on that. Unfortunately, that doesn't give him any bonus points. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, but that means that we have reached the end of the uh, first half. And I think that the scores are nowhere near as telling of how close this match actually was because between the two teams, there were only two wrong answers in the entire half. Uh, so Brittany, how did we end our scores? Yeah, Tim, you're right. This score is not indicative of how close this was, but we do end the round with addicted to spuds, pushing their points and divided by Ohio, picking up a hundred points meaning that we end round one with the victory going to addicted to spuds with a score of 1800 to 700 for divided by Ohio. And we've reached the end of our first half, which means that our winning team of addicted to spuds is going to move on with uh, Michael and Lauren. Our losing team is unfortunately going to have to take off, but we will hear their plugs at the end of the episode. Um, and they can, Listen, they could tune into the episode and hear how the they would have done in the second half. Um, and we'll be moving right along to round two right after these messages. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. And we've reached round two, which will function exactly like round one, except when one player locks in, their opponent has 30 seconds to lock in their answer. Uh, for round two, we have Michael Turner taking on Lauren Robinson, and we've split the points they earned in the team game, rounded up, and unfortunately, neither team reached the 1,000-point threshold, so we're just going to start them at 1,000 points. And at this time, I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Brittany, and she's going to take us through the second half. Thanks, Tim. Great job to both players so far. Our first three categories in the second half are Something awful will happen to this hit in music. The long day cometh in literature. And I've got my updog in food and drink. Go ahead and send him your wagers. Okay, Brittany, I have the wagers for the first section. Thanks, Tim. So your first question is, something awful will happen to this hit. Name this song that spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 2021. A side, step, right, left, two, my, beat, high, like, the, moon, rock, with me, baby, know that I, got, that, heat, let me, show, you, Cause talk is cheap. Side, step, right, left, to my beat, girl. 
get it, let it roll. I've locked in and I hate myself. <laughs> uh, Lauren is locked in. Michael, you have 30 seconds. I just remembered who to, who's hosting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, newer music is not my forte. Um, but this sounds K-pop. I'm going to take the best guess and Dynamite by BTS. Okay, Michael locks in with Dynamite by BTS. Lauren, what was your thought process and what did you lock in with? Okay, I, I said BTS and I'm hoping Tim accepts my the fact that I, I fat-fingered the letters in my typing. You know I meant BTS. Um, because it, it is BTS and I believe the song is Butter. And the only reason uh, I know that is because Ya Girl enjoys Butter. <laughs> Fantastic. Well... Uh, both players are right in that it is BTS, but before I reveal the answer, Michael, what did you wager here? Uh, knowing Mrs. Robinson as well as I do, uh, yeah, there's no way I'm giving her, uh, anything but a hundred on music. Okay. And what about yourself? I gave myself 300, but that might've backfired. All right. And, uh, Mrs. Robinson? I did three and three. Okay. Well... One of you correctly identified the BTS song. The one that spent 10 weeks at number one in 2021 was Butter Good job. by BTS. Good Dynamite, job. I think, was 2019 or 2020. Mm. So. There are just so darn many of them. And I don't mean BTS well, songs. I mean BTS people. There's yes. a, There are so many. Oh, yeah. And it's like. Well, and they're on a hiatus right now because yes, some of them are in military young, service. Yeah, young, but, young Cook went to the military. Um, but yeah, that's that is precisely I more better. one more BTS member than I could name. <laughs> well, and the two songs you named are actually their only two hits that were entirely in English. Other others of their songs have made the charts, but none that had a full English song, so they didn't make it as high. A full English is a completely different thing, isn't it? Well, there's a full English breakfast. And uh, speaking of things that happened, Tim? (laughs) Uh, Let's see what what happened here. Um, Michael is going to lose 400 points and Lauren is going to pick up 600. So there's a thousand point lead in Lauren's favor as we head to question two. Question two is the long day cometh in literature. Bounties for Cardiff and Bread and Butter were the debut plays for which American playwright who is the only American dramatist to date to win the Nobel Prize for Literature? I'm going to lock in. Okay, Lauren has locked in. Michael, you have 30 seconds. I I could have 30 years. I'm not going to pull this one. Um, American dramatist. I feel like the bounties for Cardiff is, I'm I'm just guess August Wilson. Okay. Locking with August Wilson. And what did you wager on yourself and against Lauren here? Uh, Let's check the records. I gave myself 100 because I know I didn't know this. And I said 300 for her. Okay. And Lauren, what was your thought process and what did you lock in with? And what were your wagers? Oh my God. There's so many questions. I have to answer all at once. (laughs) I know. Um, So I... I have a degree in English and I teach college writing. And um, so I was like, oh, my God, this is why I was like, I'm going to be mad at myself. And so, like, I have this weird, like, seriously, like, if I close my eyes right now, like, I literally see it. 
it's the um the cover of uh the book of Eugene O'Neill plays and it's got like a, a glass of whiskey on the cover and so like no, but I'm dead serious like it's like white with a glass of whiskey on the cover and um and so like I'm pretty sure it's Eugene O'Neill because you know Michael like you're absolutely right on it's like American with European right. roots and that absolutely tracks so Eugene O'Neill okay and what did you wager? Uh, oh, yes. Sorry. Too many questions. Mm-hmm. I wagered. I <laughs> Overload. <laughs> I wagered uh, 200 for myself and 100 for Michael. Okay. Well, uh, as Lauren said, I, I don't have the book. I, Lauren gave a lot of flavor text and a lot more than I had, quite frankly. Uh, but the clue category was The Long Day Cometh, kind of referencing two of his bigger plays, The Long Day's Journey Into Night and The Iceman Cometh. This was, in fact, Eugene O'Neill. That makes sense. Uh, so, Tim, what did that do? Uh, so, another swing in favor of Lauren, who has Michael against the ropes. He's down, but he's not out yet. It is now 1,900 to 200 as we head to the final question of Section 1. Thanks, Tim. And that question is, I've got my updog in food and drink. Opening in 1983, what hot dog stand in Lincoln Park offered a three-inch dog called a Trump footlong in 2016? The stand is probably best known for their char dogs and the verbal abuse exchanged between customers and employees after dark. I can lock in. Okay, Michael is locked in. Lauren, you have 30 seconds. The, uh, you know, I love hot dogs. Uh, I really do. <laughs> um, I think I, I had two hot dogs uh, last weekend when I was in Pennsylvania, various different places. I went to Trogue's Brewery, had a delightful children's hot dog while I drank two beers with my parents. It was wonderful. Uh, and I am literally talking to Vamp because I have no idea. Hot dog town. All right. Lauren locks in with hot dog town. Michael, what did you lock in with? Uh, I, I also had no real clue we're in into this so i just referenced uh my favorite chicago eatery from wayne's world uh makita's okay well uh michael what did you wager on yourself and against lauren here checking i said 200 for myself and 200 for lauren and lauren i said 100 for myself and 200 for him well this is the first question that has stumped both players and the room. Uh, Brandon is probably shouting somewhere <laughs> uh, because this is a little bit of local con, but it's fairly well known for the verbal abuse. Uh, this is the Wiener's Circle. Oh my God, that's a delightful name that I've never heard of before in my entire life. That's a great well, now you have. I still want to go at some point. I just have never been nearby Lincoln Park when it's after dark, so... At some point, I'll do that. Um, but, Tim, both of our players are still winners or wieners, but what did their scores do? Uh, well, Michael uh, pushes his points, uh, so he will live to see the next round. Lauren uh, actually picked up 100 points there. It's not a true calorie crash, but it's pretty close. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. In that Michael did force Lauren into her first incorrect answer of the evening. Uh, so it's 2,000 to 200 in favor of Lauren. Okay. Well, that does mean both players will hear our next set of categories. And those are 
Stop, it tickles in history. Stroke me, stroke me in technology. And a trio in music. Go ahead and send Tim your wagers. All right, Brittany, let's jump into this round. Thanks, Tim. So your first question in this round is, Stop, it tickles, a history question. Known as Victory Verticals, more than 2,400 of what product from Steinway & Sons were dropped by parachute and installed in submarines as a way to boost morale for troops during World War II? While most products for the company were much grander, this model was designed to fit into tighter spaces. I'm a lock. Lauren has locked in. Michael, you have 30 seconds. I'm I'm hoping you don't need anything more than it's a Steinway, and I heard the the grander in there, so I'm going to guess this is pianos. Okay, Michael guessing pianos. Lauren, what'd you come up with? Guess what? I also said piano. Well, sing us a song. You're both correct, but I need (laughs) you to sing me a song of what you wagered. So, Michael, we'll start with you. Oh, I have to go back to what I wrote. Uh, 100 for me, 200 for Lauren. Okay, and Lauren? Oh, Michael, you're going to be so happy with me because I did 200 for me and 300 for you. What? I live. Tim, why don't you play that song for us again and tell us what is happening? Yeah, uh, both teams are going to, or both players are going to lose 100 points here, though, uh, due to wagers. <laughs> so Michael Doo-doo. is on Michael's on to his last 100, while Lauren drops to 1,900, heading into question two. <laughs> okay. Well, that question is in Stroke Me, Stroke Me, a technology question. While Control-Alt-Delete brings up the option for the task manager on a Windows computer, what default combination of keys on an Apple computer brings up the force quit box? Um, okay, I'm going to, I'm, okay, I think I'm going to lock in. Um, hold on, I'm going to need to make sure I type right, because I'm not, okay, I have locked. Thank God I have a Mac for work. Okay, Lauren has locked in. Michael, you have 30 seconds. My answer is completely irrelevant. Uh, I have have no idea. I will say uh, half moon, star, up, down, up, down, left, right, select. I think that's it. Okay. (laughs) Um, And what did you wager on yourself and Lauren here? I wagered 200 for myself. and And Lauren, what did you say and what was your wager? I said option command escape. And my wager was 100 for me and 200 for Michael. Okay. Well. Yeah, I guess, thank goodness, Lauren has a Mac for work. Because this is command option escape. Although I don't think it matters which order you push the buttons in because you got to press all three of them for it to work. So option command escape is perfectly acceptable. Neat. Um, but what may not be perfectly acceptable is, uh, what our scores ended up after that. (laughs) So Tim, you want to do the math on that one? That was mean. I know. (laughs) Oh, sometimes the segues are better than others. We started out with a segue question. We're ending on a terrible segue to scores. I'm surprised you didn't put segue in a point where you could segue to it. Uh, but Unfortunately, this is the end of the road for Michael as he loses 500 points and finishes with negative 400. Lauren is going to pick up 300. She'll finish this game with 2200. Okay, well, that does mean we are at the end of this round and the end of the game, which means, Lauren, you will be moving on 
to the finale of the Tournament of Frenemies. Oh, gosh. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> you will be taking on uh, Alan Chrysell and Aaron Mayer so far, and we'll find out who the fourth player is uh, next week. So, oh, but for now, my friends. that means you are the best frenemy for this week. How do you feel? I feel like... Um, I, I'm overwhelmed. I did not know. I did not know. I, I, <laughs> no, I had a good time. I, I had a very good time. Um, I, yes, thank you for having me. I I of drank course. a box of wine, so have fun. <laughs> of course. Uh, well, before you go, we do want to give you a chance to plug anything you would like to plug. Yes, absolutely. So I do have the Beard Owl podcast, which is the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. We have just recently switched to a bi-weekly schedule. So instead of every Friday, we are coming out every other Friday with stuff. Um, but, you know, still kicking, still still doing some good stuff. And my husband, Russ, and I have the Infectious Groove Music YouTube channel where so you know the beard all podcast you may only be able to get every other week now but the infectious groove music youtube channel now has one two three four videos a week on uh tuesdays thursdays saturdays and sundays so that's good times we've got like we've got music topics um we are doing uh, reaction videos now which are super duper fun so if you have anything you'd like to see us react to please feel free to comment on any of our reaction videos and say like, Hey, I'd like to see you react to this. Cause we will absolutely do it. And, um, we are also doing some vinyl review, vinyl review videos. Um, and those come out on Sundays and actually the one that we have coming out this forthcoming Sunday, which is my birthday, unless I have the order wrong. I feel <laughs> like this Sunday is the one that is my birthday present, which is the, uh, mobile fidelity, uh, uh, pressing of ELO's El Dorado, which is one of my favorite ELO's albums, and it, that actual pressing was my birthday present. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun times. We do we have a good time. Well, thank you so much again uh, for coming on again and playing our silly games. I love uh, it, Michael. That makes you our runner up. You will, of course, have a special role to play in the finale. Uh, but how are you <laughs> feeling? And uh, the time is yours to plug anything you would like to plug. Oh, uh, you know, no, nothing big. Uh, shout out to uh, our OQL team uh, playing uh, on Thursday. Uh, that's always a good time. Um, if you want to catch me doing some wrestling trivia, uh, go to twitch.tv backslash Castifer. That's C-A-S-S-T-O-P-H-E-R. Uh, we're getting ready for a big, like, New Japan-type multiple-person uh trivia tournament basically that's going to run probably the better part of two months a lot of questions a lot of action in that and that will actually be my retirement in the wrestling trivia circle so uh stick around to watch me go at it one last time uh, i'm getting old brain and can't really go so hard anymore i'm leaving it to the young boys but i still got one shot so we'll see how that goes um i want to thank lauren Robinson for carrying my ass. I had a blast. Uh, this shouldn't be me here. This should be Kristen Hernandez, if not for an R.L. Stein answer. <laughs> but uh, it's always a blast hanging out with Brittany and hanging out with Tim. Thank you for having me. Uh, like I said, Lauren, I love you so much. Uh, I love you too, Michael. I, I can't wait to do music trivia against you sometime where we just karaoke the entire show. Oh, my God. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Paul, before you go, we want to give you a chance to plug anything you may have. 
Uh, I'm going to go with one of my standard ones here. Tip your bartenders. Be nice to those folks. They're working really, really hard to make your lives as much to make your lives better, typically. So, yeah, take care of those folks. They could use it. Well, we appreciate you coming on and we fully support that message and get behind it. Brandon, before you go, we want to give you a chance to plug anything you would like to plug. I would just like to say uh, thank you to Dana at Critical Grind Board Game Cafe in Showward for introducing me to Brittany and this whole endeavor. It was a lot of fun. And you are all always welcome to come back in season two and beyond if you so desire. Thank you to all of our players for coming back and I hope you had a great time. Warren, we look forward to seeing you in the finale. But that will do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads, and Blue Sky. To find us and our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, as well as our community pages and Patreon, check us out at ptebb.com. Even if you can't support us financially, which we understand, you can always support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite podcast app. We're there too. If you're interested in being on any of our shows, including Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Pragmatology and our new show, Verboten, go to ptebb.com slash appearance request. But for Frenemy Trivia, I've been Brittany. I've been Tim. I'm Paul. I'm still Lauren. I will be Michael for another two weeks, and then I'm going to change my name. I'm Brandon. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>